EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM I thought I'd missed two weeks, but I've only missed one week. Aren't I a good boy? Um, welcome to the EFTM Podcast. Trevor Long, uh, here to take your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Uh, but yeah, he, I thought, oh, I've been in Berlin and then San Francisco. I've missed two podcasts. Better get on with it because I'm, to be honest, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I've got a, I woke up with the worst neck, like seriously, seriously sore neck. Uh, I blame my wife because in the middle of the night, she got a, a scam text message and it freaked her out. And I think it startled me. I think because she made a phone call uh, to the bank and I heard the call. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? So I think it, that's what happened. I'm blaming that anyway. Um, great to be back though. Great to be on home soil and back in the EFGM studio. Um, aside from the neck, all is well, uh, and it was a it was a great trip. Um, if you want to see more about uh, Efer in Berlin, I put up a video yesterday on YouTube and Facebook, which is a you know a good eight and a half minute story. Uh, it's a it's a collection of all the cool things we saw in Berlin. So we'd love you to see that on YouTube and and comment as you like, share that with your friends, and of course there's plenty of iPhone content up there as well. Uh, my hands-on video on both YouTube and Facebook um, for, live from Apple Park, um, which is uh, which was fun. Lots of great content happening over there. The iPhone 14 out this week. Um, we covered that extensively on Two Blokes Talking Tech, and uh, whew, it's exhausting. I'm still talking about it now on the radio, so it is all going on. So uh, appreciate you uh, you're listening, appreciate you downloading, and your loyalty. And we'll uh, keep cracking on and we'll, uh, we'll bring you the best tech and the best advice right here on uh, the EFTM podcast. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Great to have your company. If you've uh, got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Julian did that. G'day, Julian. How are you, mate? Good, mate. And yourself? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? I currently have the uh, the standard iPhone 13, mm-hmm. and I'm I'd like to upgrade to the um, 14 Pro Max to get a better battery life, if that makes sense. Out yeah, of the totally. 14, is it only um, battery I'm, life? Is it only battery life you're after? Yeah, it's mainly just the battery life. I'm more looking at um, the other features of the 14 Pro Max. Don't really bother me at the moment. It's just more a uh, longer battery life out of Mate, the Pro honesty, Max. I, I would be getting the 14 Plus. Plus, because huh? it, okay. it, it has a better battery than all of them. Uh, you know, Apple were, I mean, they, you know, they, they're very coy about the way they do things, but they, they don't quote it as having a certain, you know, battery capacity, but they talk about it having the best battery ever on an iPhone. And that's the Plus, not the Pro Max. Now, it's interesting oh, because on the, website, on the website, they talk about the Pro Max having a 29-hour video playback and the Plus being 26. But I just think that, mate, if you don't want, the fancy cameras, the dynamic island, and all those other features, then the 14 Plus is actually made perfectly for you because I'm assuming mm. you like the 13 generally. Yeah, I love the 13. I've got no issues with the 13. I'm just looking at, yeah, getting a longer battery life for my phone. So yeah. so as long as you're cool to go to a bigger phone, which you're going to have to do no matter what, because if you go to the 14 standard, it's not going to be any better than, than the 13 you've got now. But the 14 Plus... Mm. Uh, you know, what's that? Uh, it's like a $1,600 phone. Um, it, it's certainly cheaper than going pro. That's, that's my main point. I, I wouldn't buy the pro unless you desperately wanted the advanced camera capabilities. You were desperate to have the, uh, camera Island or the dynamic Island, they call it. Um, yeah, 1579 is, is the entry price for the, 
for the standard uh, iPhone uh, 14 Plus as opposed mm. to the Pro. Because to get a Pro Max, you're talking about another $220. Yeah, $18.99, I think he's got yeah. quoted. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that you might not be too stressed about $18.99 versus $15.79, but I think $15.79 is a great price for a great phone, and um, you won't be disappointed because the battery life should be epic compared to what you have today. Yeah, I think the Plus will be the better option. Save myself a little bit of this. Always good to save some coin. You know what? You put that coin into a case and a screen protector so that it's looked after and it's safe. Yep. And in a year or two from now, you can get another another different phone and it'll be in good condition so you can sell that one at a better price. Too easy. Thanks so much good for your stuff, advice. Good stuff, buddy. No worries at all. Thanks for getting in touch. Have a good one. Thanks, Ron. Cheers. Um, you know, it's, it's a really interesting thing because maybe I wonder why that is that Julian, as an example, um, hadn't given the plus any consideration. Like, is that because Apple hasn't marketed or pushed it as well as they have the pro models? Um, now the plus to be clear, isn't on sale until October the 7th from memory. Um, but that shouldn't, you know, a couple of weeks shouldn't stop someone from, you know, getting too concerned about, um, about, about which phone to get. I, if you're happy to wait, you're happy to wait. Um, but yeah, the, I, they kept saying best battery life on an iPhone. Um, best battery life on an iPhone. Now it doesn't actually stack up when you do the, um, when you look at the way they compare phones, um, because it appears that the Pro Max does have a better better battery. But I don't know. Let's let's just assume they're they're not judging it purely on um, video playback time, which is the one metric they use on their website for battery life. Um, but I, you know, you know, I think most people know. Quite frankly, I'm not a fan of the bigger phones, so I'm I'll be uh, I'll be rocking the the 14 or the 14 Pro, um, and leave the plus size phones for everybody else, like Julian. But that is a very good use case um, for the for the um, um, for the plus models. It is better battery life. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, you know where to go, eftm.com. G'day, John. Hey, how's it going? Really good. What can I do for you, mate? Yeah, um, I've been trying to fast forward. I've got KO and I've got a Chromecast with Google TV. um, And all the stuff I read on YouTube says you can use the wheel to fast forward. Um, I've tried it on KO and all I get is the sidebar. Uh, of, of on Ko, so I get a split screen. So yeah, so you I've what you're talking tried, about is the little tiny remote for the for the Google has this circle yeah, at the yeah. top with a dot in the middle, right? That's the one you're talking about. That's right. Yes. And yes. you're you're watching live sport, and you want to go back, so you press the the left arrow, essentially. You know, left left yeah, side yeah. of that circle. Um, yeah. And and you're you're only watching through Google Chromecast, yeah? That's the way you're using it, just yeah, the Google TV. Yeah, yeah. So my recollection, so you absolutely can rewind. Uh, obviously, you can't fast forward because love, um, unless you're watching a, a pre-recorded thing. Um, so, answer to your question is yes, you definitely can do what you want to do. But you, on the Chromecast from memory, you need to click the middle first. And so, you click the middle button, so which is like the OK button, and that brings up the right. that brings up the I guess the timeline, the play bar, the green it'll bring up right. a green line with a dot showing you where you are. Now, once that appears on screen, then the left and right are your navigation through that. Without that on the screen, 
you're you're up and you're down do different things so the down brings up the kind of recommended content menu the up brings or the or the or the down vice versa brings in the split screen menu if you can split screen on your device so yeah you want to press the middle button first and then go backwards or forwards it's essentially about bringing up you know when you're watching a youtube video you got that little yeah, scroll yeah. bar down the bottom you got to bring that up yeah. before you can go backwards which is i think it's a user interface failing but so I'm with you, but that's what I recall about how to get it working. Yeah. Okay. What are you I watching most on? Uh, what are you watching most on Ko? Um, I was watching the cricket, the one day cricket, <laughs> but uh, I, I've got it mainly to get the American football, the NFL. Yeah, right. Se- um, season's back on. You got a team? Which who do you support? I don't really support anybody in that's particular, but I've got Fish TV as well, so I can. Uh, it's got a bit of I ESPN get, there. I get ESPN there, but uh, uh, on um, on Google TV on Kayak, and then I do the rest as well. And they've got a lot of other stuff there. The rugby sevens, because I'm a, yeah. a rugby union man as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that they've got the rugby sevens on there. They just had the finals that. So that's nice. that's the type of stuff. And the cricket too. Yeah, that, of course. Coming up. You be able to get all the cricket. It's it's remarkable yeah. how much stuff there is, isn't there? <laughs> you could you could be lost for hours. Yeah, and I got it for free for a year anyway because it's a deal with uh, one of the uh, with the gas company in WA. You can wow. get it for free for a year, along with discounted gas. So it's it's not too bad. No, you've nailed that. <laughs> it's pretty good. At That's that. twenty five yeah, bucks a month, brother. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yes, yeah, worth over three hundred dollars. I said for wow. for a year, and there's no obligation to go on afterwards anyway. So it's nice work. Free for twelve months. Yeah, which is really good. Well, mate, enjoy so the KO. Um, hopefully, that little uh, little tip gets you through. And if it doesn't, you let me know. But I'm confident you press the middle button and then you use the left or right arrows to navigate the the. Okay, good. Play button. Thank you for that. Thank you very much for that. Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Right. See you later. Good uh-huh. on you. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's simple things, right? And it is. I'll be honest. It's a. It's a. It's a failure in the UI. Um, but I think what they want is when you hit left and right, you get like the the stats and stuff like that. So I guess it's primarily built for I want to watch live and, and the, the options are built around that. But, uh, yeah, here's what it is. Get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com. Trevor Long, take any calls. You've got a question, you know where to go. Pamela's on the line. G'day, Pamela. Hi, Trevor. What can I do for you? Thanks for speaking with me. Um, I have a family member who consistently loses a mobile phone and I've seen the the MyTag online and I'm just wondering how that works um, with a mobile phone. Does it have a, a sticker or something that you attach to the phone and then... Do you have the app on a, a laptop? You know, I'm not, just yeah. not sure how it works. What sort of phone have they got? Uh, he's got an Oppo. So um, there's a couple of things you can do. How, how close are you with this friend or, or are you just kind of acquaintances? Um, because, you know, finding your phone with an Android phone, so not, not an iPhone basically, um, yeah, that's you, true. You, you can do it on in. You can basically use Google because as long as the 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 system system is enabled on the phone, um, you can actually right. locate your phone simply by typing into Google, find my phone. Now you need oh, to be really? logged in. So that the, if you've got an Oppo phone, uh, you would have logged into it mm-hmm. with a Google account. Now if you're logged into that Google account on a website on a, on a computer, 
then you just search find my phone and it will tell you where it was last found. Now there's other apps and things that you can get that are probably even even easier and, and more common than that. Um, right. But I certainly wouldn't be relying on on the tag based solution, whether it's you know Tile or My Tag or Apple AirTag or stuff for the phone, because you, you know you're mm. you're relying on not just the phone being on um, and having the tag working. I just it just feels like a more complicated mm. thing, and and you'd have to have a case that it's stuck to, and yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah, I just yeah, it seemed complicated. I just wasn't sure how it could work. I, I can understand with keys or things like that, but not with a phone. Yeah, so it's yeah, they're amazing for, for keys and things. So in an Oppo phone, mm-hmm. uh, under settings and security, um, there right. is there is an option to to turn on location um, services. Um, it's called okay. in, under settings and security. There's a thing called Find My Device. Um, right, and and from there. You just go to you actually go to you can Google it, but if you go to android.com slash find on any browser, it will then help you find the phone. Oh, that's good to know. So the critical thing there is the person finding the phone, as in using an, an a web browser to, to locate the phone, must have the email address and password of that Google phone. You, you know, it's not like you could just randomly find mm-hmm. him without having that email mm-hmm. address and password. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. I wouldn't go with a device. Mm. I, I wouldn't go with an extra gadget. I would uh, enable all the right um, location stuff on the Oppo phone. Yeah. And if you do a bit of googling, okay. you'll you'll find the Oppo website has details of this uh, on the on the track or find my mobile page. Okay, well, that's all all very good useful information, Trevor. Thank no you very much. No worries at all, Pamela. I won't bother with the tag then. Good on you. Have a have a good day. Oh. Thanks very much, Trevor. Cheers. No Bye. worries at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because often we talk too often, too much about the iPhone and all the features of that, like the Find My. And the, look, to be honest, it is a great feature. And especially when you're in, in a family. So in our family, we have, there's five of us. And if my wife goes, I can't find my phone, I can open up the Find My app and I can look for other people in the family's devices. So I can make them make a noise and beep and all that stuff. So, you know, there is a great, side to that i haven't actively used it on an android phone but i know for a fact that that it can be done so worthwhile utilizing those features this is the EFTM podcast. EFTM. now i want to talk about something um that was brought up to me on the radio this week if you're a listener to the triple m night shift with luke boner you would have already heard me talking about this but i think it's an important topic um there was a tragic accident out in i think it was in western sydney or southwestern sydney uh while i was away and um for some reason or another, um, Life360 has been in the news since then. I believe perhaps um, some or, or one of the kids involved in the accident who uh, may or tragically lost their lives had Life360. And so the, their parents knew where they were and, and perhaps even the parents know more than that because with Life360 you can get driving information. And look, forgetting all about that and the tragedy of it is not lost on me. It's It's a horrible, horrible thing to happen to the families, to the kids, um, to the first responders. It's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, it, it was, I was asked about Life360 because Luke didn't know anything about it. So I'm just going to say it again here, what it is and, and why I think it's amazing. Life360 is about creating a circle of, of family and understanding wh- where everyone is and what everyone's up to. Um, the, the great thing that it does. It allows me at a glance to look at my own profile 
and go, well, the, the highest I drove this week was 61 kilometers an hour, and I didn't use my phone once while I was driving. That's a big win. Um, if I, I look at my son, he used his phone 20 times, but he wasn't driving. He was probably on the bus. Okay, that's why. Um, but this is going to become so important to me when he's, a, he's an L platter and a P platter, especially when he's a P platter, because we will know where he's been driving to and how fast he's been going. Not that we're looking every five minutes, but right now, and this is why early is best, I think, when it comes to parenting. And I'm no genius and I'm not the best parent in the world. So I'm not saying this is for everyone, but it's just, you know, my thoughts and my advice. But my youngest have known about Life360 for years. And so as a 10-year-old, my little Harry knows full well that on the phone that he's allowed to take to the shops, if he's ever allowed to nick it off on his own, is Life360. So we, can, we get a notification. He's arrived at the shops, he's arrived at the park. Jacko, when he goes to the gym or arrives at school, we get a notification, arrived at school, left school. It's cool. Um, I get a notification. My, my wife left work. That's cool. I don't need to text her and say, have you left work? But it's not about spying on each other. It's just about going, oh, do you reckon mum's left the shops yet? We should check. Rather than having to ring her and annoy her, um, it's just, it's there in the app. And we do it as a whole family. So I can see where Amanda's parents are, where my mum is. Like, I can see right now, right at this very moment as I record, that my mum is driving on the New England, New England Highway at 83 kilometres an hour. What a good woman. That is spot on the speed limit um, uh, on her way into Tamworth. That's where she's going. I can see it. And that doesn't matter to me. I don't need to see that. But if I was wondering where she was or why she wasn't answering her phone at the, at the pub, there we go. I'd find out why. But also for each trip, it shows me what we call events. Now, my mum is on fire, not a single event. But I reckon if I scroll back, oh, mine will be hard because I haven't driven much in the last couple of weeks. But, you know, we touch our phones. We pick up our phones now and then. Uh, now, it may be that, you know, someone else was in the car and did that. But it's a great thing to be able to see. So what I envisage happening when my son has his peas and is out driving and he comes home, oh, every now and then we'll look at Life360 and we'll go, you know what, dude, what was with the speed? Or, mate, you touch your phone six times. You'll be like, oh, I needed to do this. No, you didn't. Put your phone in the glove box. So it's a great app as a family to be together and to know what you're up to. You're going to roll your eyes and think we're stalking each other, but we're not. We're just we're just aware of each other. I've got nothing to hide. They've got nothing to hide. Um, but for kids on their pee plates, I want to know if he thinks he's driving. If he's driving too fast, I want to pull him up on it. Um, and I think the more we have those conversations with our kids, the better. Um, and unfortunately it's incidents like the one that happened out in Southwestern Sydney that are a catalyst for us talking to our kids about the, the dangers on the road. So Life360 is a brilliant app. I think it's fantastic the way it works and what it offers me as a parent. And I highly encourage anyone to use it and have it within your whole family. Do not, I don't think it works if you say, no, you can't track me. If I'm going to track you, you're going to track me. We're all in on this thing. That's why I think it works best at the moment anyway in our household. Anyway, let me know what you think. Go to the website, EFTM.com. Always happy to hear from you. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Let's keep going with calls. Evan's on the line. G'day, Evan. G'day, Trevor. What can I do for you, mate? 
Um, well, I'm wanting to do some video editing. I've got an old Sony Video 8 camera with uh, family pics on it, and I wanted to get it onto a computer and edit it, ultimately onto hard drive. So you need you want everything. You want the new laptop, the new everything, do you, mate? <laughs> oh, yep, sounds like a good idea to me. Well, I mean, if you've got a budget in mind, that's the that's going to be the biggest stumbling block, I think. Don't worry about the budget. We'll, I'll just get tell my wife it's for Christmas. There you go. I love it. You're, you're nailing this. Uh, are you a Mac or a Windows man in the in in going forward? Do you think? So far, I've only been on Windows, but open to um, either. Um, I, I, I'm not going to make a change at this point because the uh, PC laptops are amazing. So there's really no no stress there. There's no reason to uh, to to get a Mac just because it's a buddy Mac. Um, okay. Look, uh, I think Lenovo make great great devices. Um, that would be one brand I, I would be recommending to you. I think the key yeah. thing for you will be the processor, right? So when you start yes. dealing with video, um, you start to really kind of churn the computer's brains. You know, it's 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 processor. So at yeah. best, I'd like you to have an Intel Core i7 processor. Now that's essentially yeah. in a laptop. That's kind of going to be their their, their best end. Um, okay. you're going to spend anywhere from 1600 up to 3000 on, on, on that, depending on how big the laptop is and a bunch of other, um, a bunch of other things. But yep. I, I wouldn't be too worried about the hard drive size of the computer, because I think that what you should be doing is, is getting investing also at the same time in a, in a decent external hard drive. If you're going to be okay. ingesting all these great memories from video, then yes. I don't want them sitting on the laptop. I want them sitting on a hard drive that you can then keep safe uh, and also potentially back up on its own. Um, yeah. So for example, um, I'm looking at the JB website. There's like the Lenovo Flex. It's a Intel Core i7. It's a 512 gigabyte hard drive. That's $1,600. Bump it up a little bit and get yourself a, uh, a bigger hard drive, a one terabyte hard drive, and you're spending two grand. So that's probably the sweet spot there. It's about $2,000. Two thousand okay. dollars gets you one terabyte hard drive, an Intel Core i seven processor, and a really nice fourteen inch laptop. But mate, you yep. buy whatever you want to buy in terms of the laptop, as long as it has an Intel Core i seven processor and at yep. least five hundred and twelve gigabytes of onboard storage. Storage yep. being the key thing there. You can obviously get one terabyte or more as well. And then when while you're yep. at that store, get yourself a a fast and, and preferably solid-state external hard drive. Okay, That's going to cost yep. – a solid-state hard drive costs a lot more than a spinning disk one, but that means it can be used actively on the computer without having to drag and drop files. It's just easy to use, right? So that's yep. that's a massive win in terms of the laptop. And then, mate, my, my favorite gadget is one I talked about actually not long ago, the Elgato Video Capture. Um, it's – have you got a player for your um, – for your digitized, uh, like for your eight millimeter videos. Yes, I've still got the um, video camera. And what are the outputs on it? What has it got? Like a little. Um... It's got S S video or the three RCA oh, sick. outputs. That's perfect. So basically, if you go to, um, I think I bought one on Amazon, hundred and forty bucks. Elgato, E L G A T O, Elgato video capture. Yeah. It's got yep. it's got the S video and the three RCA plugs. You get you get yourself an RCA cord, and and it yes. plugs from the camera into this device. This device then yep. goes USB into your laptop, 
And there's a really yeah. simple bit of software, and I'll be honest, it is so simple, and it hasn't changed in a decade, um, that when you when you open it up, it goes, okay, I can see some vision. You press play on the on the video camera, and you yeah. press record on the laptop, and then, yeah. mate, I would I'd do some things like I'd make sure that the video the laptop's not going to go to sleep or start a screensaver, and all those yeah. kind of things. You'll you'll work it out. But mate, you basically just got to you got to play all the videos. You just got to press play, yeah, okay, and then yeah. press stop. And the great thing is on this Elgato thing, if you can actually set the length of the video to be like one eighty or you know uh, one twenty minutes or whatever it is, and it will automatically right. stop the recording after that. So you could probably do one a night before you go to bed. Uh, yeah. Wake up in the morning, save the file, maybe quickly check it was all right, and then you can mark that video off into a pile of done. Okay. So what about as far as then editing that video, you know, getting rid of the rubbish in it and what have you? Here comes the fun part. Now, yep. I, I think that it depends how how many, how much of this you're going to be doing and how long it's going to be doing it. But I, I think that Blackmagic is, is an Aussie company, um, Blackmagic Design. They have a, a piece of yep. software called DaVinci Resolve. Now, this is made for making movies in. Let me be clear. But yeah. it is as simple as, and I think if you watched a few YouTube videos, it's as simple as, right, I'm going to trim the top, I'm going to trim the bottom, I might actually cut this bit out and delete that yeah. bit, and then you you export it. So it's got this kind of pathway where you go, the first thing is the import, the next thing is the edit, and then there's the color, you don't need to worry about that, but you might you might muck around with it. And then there's the there's the there's what they call delivery. And for you, yeah. delivery will be to that external hard drive. So you've okay. you've imported the video from the from the eight millimeter player. It's saved as a file on the computer. You simply yep. drag and drop that file into Blackmagic DaVinci Resolve, and then yep. you clean it up how you want it to be, and you learn what you can about video editing. And it doesn't have to be complex, or it can be. And then you deliver. You deliver the file to your external hard drive, and you've got yourself a memory. And mate, I'll be honest with you, I'd love to see you uploading all those things to the cloud as well. Um, yeah. buy some cloud storage uh, from Google, um, put yeah. it into Google Photos, save all your videos up there because when you pass and your 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 kids pass and you're, you're talking generations down the down the track, those videos yes. hopefully live long as memories for the family. And I think that's the coolest thing about what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Well, so you've got a bit of work to do um, because yep. – and, and look, I'll be honest with you, that's there's a lot to learn there. Mate, one video, just think about it this way. You've got a big stack of videos, do one at a time. And, and yes. once you've done one and you've learned that you can, you know, trim the video, you can cut the video, you can get rid of the rubbish at the top or whatever, and you can export it, you might even tweak the color of it. You might even make it look a bit better. And then you export yep. it, you'll be like, wow, this is, this is it. And it's done forever then. Um, it's such a great thing to do. Lovely. That sounds great. All Thanks right, mate, happy help. shopping and good luck convincing the Minister for War and Finance that that's a Christmas present. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Cheers. Thanks okay, for getting in touch. Bye. Good on you, mate. Um, what a great, great thing to be doing. I mean, I know I talked about it a few weeks ago, and I started doing some, but I just, you know, it's just a sidebar thing, right? It's just, it's now sitting over in the corner of the of the, of the office. But I, you know, like I do, I think that's the kind of thing I'll do when I'm bloody sixty five. Is I'll be sitting there going, right, let's look at that tape of me on the on Sky News back in two thousand and four or something. You know, it'll be. It'll be fun because all my kids' life videos are digital. So the only videos that exist are ones, you know, pre-kids, which is good because it's harder, harder, harder work for, you know, all those family videos. But it's a great thing to have digitized your family memories, that's for sure. 
Now, shout out to Rav um, from Ireland. Uh, he says, long time listening to your podcast as well as Two Blokes Talking Tech, originally from Perth, but now living in Ireland for five years. Just making a comment regarding the latest EFTM podcast, there was a question from a listener about EU roaming. Just confirming the Irish telcos, it's still a thing over here. You can roam EU, including UK. Use your calls, texts, and data, no extra cost. I was in the UK and Portugal recently, had no issues roaming onto a 5G network. Uh, if that chap's first stop is to Ireland, I'd recommend he pick up a prepaid SIM uh, for Telco e- EIR, I think it is. Uh, they have great coverage across Ireland. 20 pounds, 20 euros, gets you four weeks of unlimited calls and texts as well as unlimited data in Ireland and 14 gigabytes to use across Europe and the UK. Enjoy Berlin. Thank you, Rav. I did enjoy Berlin. I did enjoy San Francisco, but I'm glad to be home. And yeah, while I was in Berlin, I didn't get a chance to fire up the Spanish uh, SIM card that I had because I it was a prepaid, so it, it had expired and I just didn't know how hard it would be. And also I didn't need it because Vodafone roaming was excellent in um, in Berlin this year. So And we weren't doing any live crosses from our Dejero, so I didn't need a local SIM card like I do in America. Purely for the you know, today's show broadcast, I don't I don't use the SIM card for phone calls. I use my Vodafone roaming there, but um, but yeah, all good. Um, thank you, Rav. Thanks for the email, mate. I appreciate you listening. So uh, good to hear from you, and hopefully you're enjoying Ireland. And uh, what a beautiful, beautiful. I've never been, but it's one of those places you see photos of, and you think, is it just every, is everywhere beautiful? God, how annoying. It's funny because Australia's beautiful. But it's just vastly different. We either have the beauty of Sydney or the the, majest, the majesty of the country as opposed to what I, you know, I, I see green rolling hills um, and, and green uh, when I think of Ireland. Good on you, Rav. Appreciate you still listening, mate, even though you're in Ireland. You got a tech question? Go to the website, eftm.com. Trevor Long, taking your calls. G'day, Matt. G'day Trevor, how are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, I've got a uh, Samsung Z Fold 3 and the front screen protector, the plastic piece is starting to come off. And I'm unable to find one anywhere. Do not touch that thing. Uh, Are you aware of the, the problems that happened with the first fold around that screen protector? No. So when they first announced the Galaxy Z Fold, um, we you know we was behind glass. We weren't allowed to touch it at the announcement, and even a next event we weren't allowed to. And then in America, it was about to launch, and they sent let's say twenty of them out to journo's and influencers and YouTubers and things. And I don't know, fifty percent of them went, "Oh, screen protector, I'll take that off." And they they started ripping it off, and it just ruined it, the phone, like literally pfft, ruined. The screen is ruined without that screen protector. So it's not like if you buy an Oppo phone, um, they actually come with a, a, a screen protector on them that, that is meant to be there to protect the screen. Um, that one is there. It's basically an integral part of the screen. So don't touch it. Be very careful. What, what, have, you, what have you investigated about it? You've looked for a like, screen protector online, have you? Yeah, yeah. The plastic films such as... Um... I forget the brand of it now. You can buy like your Belkins and those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not actually case, but the plastic yes screen protector. I think you need to go to Samsung on this one. Um, is there a Samsung store near you at all? No, I'm in country New South Wales. Woof. Um, I, I, I woof. I 
I want to I want to look after you on this one. I, I really don't want you to ruin that phone because it's a great phone. I'm assuming you're still loving it. Um, I think <laughs> I've only had it for six months. I think the I think the best thing I can do is I'm going to email you back. So you've got my email, and I'm going to get you to. Have you got another phone or another device in your life you can take a photo of it with? Uh, yes. Great. So I'll get you to take a photo because if you can send me a photo, then and all your details, then I'll talk to Samsung and say. What should we do here? Like, what do you recommend? So uh, we'll find it from Samsung. Now, I, I don't know whether that means you, you're going to need to send it off for a week or something, but uh, I think the main thing is that you get a longer life out of it. Um, uh, do you know how it started happening? Are you a bit of a picker at it, or was it just happening in the in the general use? No, it just started lifting on the corner. Yeah, right. What do you think of the phone mm-hmm. overall, though? Have you loved it? Overall, love it. Yeah. What made you uh, buy it? Because it is a big, it's a big leap. Like it's a big change for people. What did you have beforehand? It is, it is to me. I, I went from an iPhone 8. Wow. I went from the 8 to this. Um, my wife liked the Z Flip. Oh, yes. And wanted that. So we went into the store. I seen the fold and I thought, that's perfect. Um, I don't need to carry two phones around with me. I'd only need one phone. And I thought, why not? I can open it up and use it like a tablet. Wow. Okay. And you love it. Yeah, work. yeah, right. There you go. Oh, that's it's a great. It's a great conversion. What do you do mainly on that inner screen? Uh, a lot of emails. Um, I have a, an app that I use, Transvirtual, as well uh, for deliveries and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, Teams is another great one to have on this this larger phone. Yeah, right. But wow. just the ability to open up a screen and and be able to see things and type them without getting my big thumbs in the way. Yeah, right. Well, mate, that's that's a big win for the device, but as you say, this is a bit frustrating. So how far off is appeal, do you reckon? Uh, a quarter. A quarter Very of the nice. whole screen? Yeah, on, this is only the front screen, not the, the open screen. Not oh, the open okay, so this is on the front front. Yes, the front front. Oh, that's less problematic. Sorry, I should have asked that. I, I must have. No, just no, assumed. that's that's quite all right. Oh, the the one on the inside is the one that is freak out territory. The one on the outside, um, okay, so that's good news. That's great news because oh, mate, that's better. you can rip that off. That's like a normal phone, right? But obviously, you don't want to do that because then it's not protecting the the, the phone, which costs you a lot of money. Um, that's right. So you're now, and where are you? Country New South Wales. That's correct, Bathurst to be exact. All right. Well, let's uh, let me do some digging and investigate where and who makes the best aftermarket um, uh, screen protectors. Have you got a case on it as well? I do. I do. I have a folding case with yeah. a pen on it. Okay. So it's kind of got some protection because that case actually lifts. It lifts above the screen, doesn't it? Yeah, it folds off like a normal case. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I, the good news is less panic. Um, bad news is I don't have an instant answer, but I reckon between uh, EFM, which is a, a brand, uh, Belkin, there's got to be someone who makes that that front screen protector. Belkin, I was looking at Belkin. Um, they okay. don't have any available at the moment. Okay. Do they make them though and, and just not available? Is that what you're, you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. And I've seen a lot of other brands, um, the Lightning Box and things like that, but I just don't know if they're any good. Okay. Well, I'm going to um, obviously if I'm going to buy something I want it in quality. I'm going to ask the 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 the, the head honcho of marketing at Belkin right now whether we can get you one if they've got one in the warehouse. Uh it's a fold 3 you said, yeah? Front screen. Yes. 
Yes, that's correct. All right, Matt, stay there, stand by. I will make some inquiries and come back to you when I get an answer, mate. All right? Great. Thank you very much, Trevor. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Good on you. Uh, yeah, crisis averted there. Jeez, I was freaking out. Whew. That inner screen is problematic. The outer screen, yeah, it's just, you know, normal protection. So, um, you know, it's safe to take it off at launch, but it's also, you know, okay to replace. We'll see if we can get an answer from Belkin. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. I should say I have had a... Uh, I've had a phone call or an email, sorry, while I'm recording here from uh, John, who I spoke to earlier about Kaya. Uh, dear Trevor, just to follow up on the podcast discussion, we Chromecast with Google TV, Remote and Kaya. We tried what you suggested and it worked fine. Pity all the help videos, etc. didn't mention the need to press the middle button on the circle first. Well, I'm glad I knew the answer and um, <laughs> maybe I should do some SEO work and write an article about it. Um, good on you, John. Glad to know it's... Sort it out. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Trevor Long, taking your calls. Tony's on the line. G'day, Tony. G'day, Trevor. Mate, what can I do for you? Um, okay, my wife and I are heading over to Japan in mid-November, and uh, she was wondering about the um, cost differential in actually buying things like iPhones and iPads over there rather than buying them here in Australia and what the challenges might be. Yeah, interesting. I um, Look, I haven't done it myself, um, and there's, there's not a massive risk with Apple products because Apple products are primarily global, but um, they did the new iPhone 14, for example, there's, there's a very distinct US version because it has no SIM card tray. They're doing full right. eSIMs. Um, so there is always a risk with buying phones specifically overseas because – if you buy a phone in another market, you don't know for sure that it hasn't been programmed or it doesn't have the antennas for a different set of mobile towers because different frequencies are used around the world for different mobile carriers. Whereas in Australia, we have a fixed set of carriers and, and frequencies. So that's why I always recommend phones are bought here. Um, obviously, you may save uh, a few dollars on exchange rate primarily. Uh, you may go get, get some duty-free advantage, but it wouldn't be huge, I, I reckon. I reckon it wouldn't be huge. On an iPad, yeah. it might be slightly larger, especially if you're getting a, a much more expensive iPad. But mm -hmm. in reality, um, oh, it's been a long time since the days of buying overseas was the the cheapest way to go um, just because, you know, the uh, exchange rates have kind of flattened out to a point where we do get a pretty good deal here. I know it's not the best deal, but... Um, You've got to you've got to run the risk, but it's unlikely you'll be taxed on on reentry. Um, you know, I mm -hmm. would I would probably not keep the boxes with with me. Might post them back <laughs> instead of having them with me in my bag, so they don't ask yep. you where you bought them and if they should be um, if they should be taxed. Um, but like I'm just having a look online now. If you go a um, I'm trying to find the price of an iPhone 13, right? An iPhone 13 Pro. Hundred and forty-four thousand yen. Do you know how? Do you know what that is in Australian dollars? Ooh, I think it's about eighty-five yen to the dollar. Next, let's go to the good old website xe.com. Have you ever been there? I don't know how they make money, but no. uh, I've used them millions of time in my life, uh, and and I've never paid them a cent. That's the funny thing about websites, right? It's just like so many mm. websites that obviously make money off advertising that you know we all 
probably don't even engage in. Anyway, let's have a look here. Australian dollar, 144000 is $1,579 for the th- – I'm talking mm-hmm. 13 Pro. Um, that went yep. up in price a little bit. I think the difference would be about $80. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not – Okay, yeah. Is that worth it? Probably not. No, uh, that's that's where I was going. No, but when you said, oh, wow, you I buy something. <laughs> You buy something overseas and then you think, oh, well, if something goes wrong with it, you know. And that is why I say to you, of all the products, Apple's the best to do because Apple don't care where it was bought. You take it to an Apple store in America while you're on holidays there, they'll fix it. Mm. Like it's a a global company in that sense. Um, But I, I always feel just so much better knowing that I can walk back into the same place. I bought it and, and it's their requirement to to fix it. Also, one other thing I would say that's come to mind here is if you buy it overseas, Apple is not mm-hmm. required to honour Australian consumer law. Now, what that mm-hmm. means is in 12 months or 24 months when the, the actual warranty runs out. So in three yep. years, if that phone, the, the screen starts blinking for no reason, if you you've looked after it, the Japanese phone, mm-hmm. they'll just say, bad luck, sorry, mate, out of warranty. Australian phone, yep. that you can say to them, no, no, you've got to fix it under Australian consumer law. Yep. So there's there's point. your number one advantage for buying in Australia, Australian yep. consumer law. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, buddy, good luck. And uh, Thanks, when's, the, when's the trip? Um, around the 14th of November. Business or pleasure? Business. I'm a singer and I'm going over for a gig. Oh, awesome. What a great place to gig. Um, yeah. Is it hard to get gigs in Japan? It's hard to get gigs anywhere in the last couple of years, <laughs> but it's starting yeah. to come back. Take them wherever they are. Very good. Yeah. All right, Tony. Well, enjoy the trip, mate, and hopefully it's a great success for you, buddy. Thanks, Trevor. Good on you. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff. Uh, I know I could have, could have delved a lot more into what he's singing and whatnot, but um, he sounded like he had the dulcet tones of a great singer. So, yeah, I, I kind of – it's funny how you heard me think there. You literally heard – what was that? Four, three minutes. <laughs> you heard me thinking. It's actually not a question I've had a lot in recent years. used to get that question a lot. Should I buy this overseas and whatnot? But I would argue Australian consumer law is the number one reason to buy in Australia. Let me know what you think. Go to the website, eftm.com. All right, a lot going on this week uh, on the website, eftm.com. You can uh, always uh, pay attention there, see what's happening in the world. Oh, look, I think it's not a bad week to be checking late at night for any new information or reviews that might drop. Um, obviously, there's some products coming out this week, so it's always worthwhile keeping your eye on the website. Notifications, you can get those directly on the EFTM app on Android or iOS. So if you want to know when I publish something, boom, ding, ding, it'll just happen right in your pocket. Right on your phone, the minute, it's literally, like I type an article, hit enter, hit publish, you get the notification. That's how quick it is. I've got the notification set up on a computer here and on my phone and my watch. It just pops up, literally, the minute I publish. See this? And I did that, remember, so that you didn't have to follow on Facebook. You didn't have to, you know, do all those things. You have to rely on algorithms. If you've got the EFTM app, and if you've got the EFTM app or you've changed phones, um, Make sure you re-download the app. Make sure that you've enabled notifications. Kind of redo all those things because they might have been lost in the in the in the changeover. So I'd love you to open the EFTM app and make sure that it's all set up 
uh, notifications to turn on so you're getting all the latest from EFTM as it happens. Appreciate your support. Great to have your company. And back in a couple of days with uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech. And this week's movie is Fight Club featuring Brad Pitt, as I understand it. I don't know. I'm going to watch it tonight. See you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, talk to you soon. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM.